Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an, also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. New York City. Robert Ginty cleaned up the streets in Exterminator 1. And the city has been quiet. Until now. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. Welcome, friends. Welcome. Welcome. 
<laughs> Welcome! Oh, almost got the music in there. That sounded like the beginning of Exterminator 2. It is. Good. Very good. And that <laughs> that's ironic, because that's what we're reviewing today. That's the best music in the movie. Oh, yeah, by a long shot. Yes, best production value of the entire film. Uh, this uh, this episode, episode 160... 40, 45. 40, 40, why 45. Would, why, would, like, why, would, why would you do that? I don't know. 145. And uh, last episode, we reviewed the Executioner. No, excuse me. We did not. We reviewed the Exterminator, uh, which should have been called the Executioner, but I guess there's already a book series with a copyright on that. And uh, my challenge to Joey was the very unimaginative sequel, uh, the challenge was unimaginative. Well, the sequel is too. Anyway, that's what we're doing now. Is we're doing the sequel to the Exterminator. Um, so sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you you got me good. Uh, I'll give you that. Uh, I got myself this, this good. Is, this is one of the worst films we've ever reviewed. This film now, is, is so fucking bad. Is it Jim Cotta worthy? Uh, I. You know what? I think it kind of is, because if we were to do, uh, if we were to do the um, like the riff tracks type version of this, it mm -hmm. would be. Or if we did the uh, the online movie where everyone joined and watched it with us, and we just commented on it, you know, just normally, I think we we we'd have a lot of people finding uh, that this film was very Jim Cotta worthy. I really now do. So I mean, just 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 to follow up, the original film was 1980, uh, the Ex Exterminator, which is a, yes. was a low budget uh, cash in on the vigilante films of the time period. Yep. And so this film takes place uh, sometime in the not too distant future in New York once again. Even though this, this I believe was filmed in California, and or parts of it. Yeah, I mean, and at the end of the film, it shows, you know, additional scenes directed by... That, that's probably because they went to New York to do some New York shots, and they gave whoever well, directed those credit. Well, what happened was, they, they after the film was done, the, the, the producers or, or uh, distributors, somebody, said, Oh, dear Lord, what have you done? And so they... They, they tried to fix they, it? They scheduled reshoots, yeah. So they had to do reshoots at, in California, I believe, uh, where they said, you know, we got to fix this thing. Uh, there now. Well, they should have fixed the music first of all. Well, they're I mean, already money-wise, they're already in the hole. Come on. I mean, I mean, just take your standard MIDI machine guy who wants to make video game music, <laughs> but instead is doing it for the Exter Exterminator Two, and you have one of the worst scores to a movie I think I've ever heard. We could have gotten that guy with the with the Casio in New York City. That uh, good day, good day, New York, good day, New Hampshire. I like Coca Cola. That guy would have done something. I mean, that guy would have been better. Yeah, that guy would have been better. Uh, it, the the score gets so laughable at points that they try and create right. you know mood with the music. Right. It's so bad. Let's, let's be fair. There's nothing in this film that does not become laughable at some point. This is true. Like okay. the opening scene that's on right now, everyone's watching it. Jinty, or John, lets these thugs kill those two old people so he can light them on fire. How about he go in the store and fucking help them out? How about that, hero? I'm surprised in that. <laughs> 
Now, now that's, and, and, a, that's, a, that's a pretty brutal opening, too. Sure. It's, you hey. know, the, the problem is, and this is my own little theory, the first film, the cover of, of the poster has a guy with a flamethrower and the welding mask and all that, and he doesn't use the flamethrower at all. Now, we talked right. about uh, in the last episode that there's a guy all covered in bandages that they might have had a flamethrower scene that they didn't use because maybe someone really got hurt. Whatever reason, they didn't use it or whatever. Right. Whatever. They address that in this. I think, I think, by the way, that's the ultimate response to most of this movie. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. They, and, and <laughs> there are too many questions brought up that are answered by that. So they address the uh, the flamethrower issue from the first film where it is used probably every 10 or 15 minutes in this movie. Someone's it's lit on fire. The uh, opening you know, title. It's the, yeah, it's the main yeah. weapon. Well, and it's so bad, too, when he does the, the, the flame right at the camera and then they pause it and they only do the first two frames where it's like mm -hmm. back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Even that was video game-esque. It, it's just... Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you okay? Yeah, I don't know what I did there. Oh, pardon me. That's on air and everything. Oh. <laughs> oh my God, wow. you're dying. Oh, excuse me. I just kind of went down the wrong pipe there. I apologize. Uh -huh. do, we, do we have more than one pipe? I didn't think we did. Well, yeah, because your food goes down one pipe and the air goes down the other. <laughs> but they both meet in the middle. And, and th for some reason... I'm not. I, I don't know why I'm explaining this to you. <coughs> Excuse me. Pardon I me. Know. I was trying to make I, a joke, and you elaborated. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so um, they they address the flamethrower problem. I'm I'm fine, by the way. Don't worry. You sounded fine. <laughs> you were fine enough to make fun of me. So you I'm, know what? Fuck you. <laughs> I'm I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. We got it. Back to the movie. Uh, just don't wow. choke again. What are you drinking, by the way? That doesn't look like soda. Is that more whiskey? No, it's wine. I'm just having a little wine. Oh, a little bit of wine? Okay. Yes. Until it becomes a lot of wine? There's, there's, there's no such thing as a lot of wine. <laughs> sure there isn't. It really isn't. So anyway, uh, they address the flamethrower problem. And it is throughout the entire film. It is the only way he seems to kill people. In this well, that's movie, the it's well, no, I mean, very not, unimaginative. It's not, it's not totally fair because at one point he does build an A-team tank, but you are yeah. Correct. Which why is that not flagged immediately on the city streets of New York? But but you are correct because it's New York. Come on, How, come yeah. on, come. But you are correct in that they do kind of shoot themselves in the foot, so to speak, by marrying him to this as his main weapon because it's kind of hard to find situations where you can surprise somebody. With a giant tank on your back, <laughs> and not have to run away, and being able to deal with the limited visibility that happens with using a welder's mask. Yeah, yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't imagine you're going to see very well. No, I, I would, I would imagine you're probably getting shot very quickly from some odd angle that you can't see out of because you got I, this stupid fucking mask on. I'm not, I'm not sure why nobody shoots into the flames. I mean, that would be, you know, something to do, or at the tank. And yeah. I and also there there has to be a stealth factor involved with running around New York City with a giant flamethrower strapped to your back. Yeah, 
Especially, and, especially when your your main mode of transportation is a garbage truck. There's nothing stealthy about any aspect of this character. Yeah, nothing. None nothing. Now, the film takes place a few years, we're assuming, after the original exploits. Right. And, uh, and Ginty's character, John Eastland, uh, as you mentioned before, it's an opposite of Westwood. Uh, or Eastwood, <laughs> I, sorry. Westwood. I didn't you know mention what I mean. that, but you it's did a good mention, point. You, you did mention Clint Eastwood last episode. Oh, I, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. you did, you did. Yes, oh, I no, did. you did, yes. you did, yes. I, no, I'm I did. so good, I who's, forgot. Who's drinking? Anyway. Uh, yeah, I should be. I should <laughs> so, be. You should be. We both should be after this movie. Uh, the, now, in the first one, Ginty plays it kind of like sullen, maybe confused, a little, you know, dark. Right. This film, he he takes a change and decides well, he takes to go... hold of the dark side. He's fully well, he embraced it. He tries to go, go. Um, uh, I was going to say something before you jumped in there. I'm try- uh, What's the word? Um, charming. He tries to be charming, and it never works. No. There's there's never any part of him being charming, or or witty, that comes across. It, he actually talks more in this film than the first film, and that's not good. No, it's it's really bad, especially. Um, not to jump ahead too far, but when he meets oh, it doesn't very matter. quickly, it, you're doesn't. right, it doesn't. It really doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> he wins in the end. Goodbye. See you next week. Uh, he but meets. Does he? <laughs> but no, does he? no, he really doesn't. Um, but he meets uh, like I guess she's a, a go-go dancer slash entertainer. She's not really. She's, she's not a stripper. She's just dancing at a bar. Yeah, she's the kind of stripper that keeps her clothes on. Yeah. So so he meets her, and they hit it off real well, and I guess he starts to, bring, you know, kind of creates, like, this romance with her. There's a scene where they're in the park where it seems like they're both on speed. Do you remember that scene? I mean, when, where they, when they meet the break dancers? Right before it, yeah, yeah. Where he's like, oh, that was great. That was wonderful. Oh, my God. It's, it's, it's incredible. Was, you, you need to be on Broadway. And, and the whole scene is that fast, that momentum, well, and she's the Ginty. same way. Well, no, she wasn't that. No, it was mainly. She, was, she wasn't as bad as him, but she was, it was definitely well, it was, trying well, she, to keep up. Well, she, now, to be fair, it's, let's, let's blame this all on Robert Ginty, please. Because she, <laughs> in her defense, was dancing. And then when she stopped, she was out of breath. So, there, you know, she's already got her heart rate up. Ginty's trying to pull this kind of wacky, happy uh, thing. Like, like like the kind of thing you'd see Alan Alda do. Let's, say, let's just put Alan Alda out there. It's the 80s. Okay. We're talking about, yeah, right? Uh, and so he's the anti-Alda in this case. He's, he's everything he's trying to do to, to be charming and, you know, witty. And, oh, yeah, that was great. It's wonderful. I'm so, I'm so overcome. It's just, all, all it is is just, just Ginty babbling. And I can, you can genuinely tell that he's doing that scene, uh, especially the other scene. He was like, I know this woman. I know this woman. This woman's amazing. He's doing all of that. He feels good about it, his performance. Oh, obviously, yeah. You, you, you can just tell from, from his mannerisms to the way he's delivering the lines. He's looking at it. He's like, I feel really good about this. Yeah. Yeah, I finally feel like I, I, I might be hitting my stride in my acting. That's, you could tell. That's that's how he felt when he was when he was doing those scenes. Just genuine professionalism, and it's the complete opposite. Right. So bad. 
So bad. Now, uh, he really gets, he's like, he never really stopped, quote unquote, cleaning up the streets uh, because the news is talking about him. Uh, you could, he walks by like a, a set of televisions and they're, and they're mentioning him because he lit people on fire in the beginning. Um, but Mario oh, Van Peoples, his, his gang, they're, they're like the ghetto ghouls. They're running the city. You know, they're, right. they're the bad guys. And Mar- it's like Mary is his gang. It's like times 10 though. You know, they're no. robbing like armored cars and helicopters or, right. or flying around and they're shooting them down and nobody does anything. Now, there's obviously a passage of time because the uh, the meat mobsters aren't after him anymore. Right. So, the and, but there's no real, nothing that really triggers him. It's not like, oh, I have a normal life now, but oh, look what happened. Something, you know, uh, oh, this this occurred and now I'm going to snap and go back into it. It's not like Death Wish where every, every sequel they had to kill off a member of his family to get him going again. It, it almost with with the way Ginty plays it, you almost get the feeling that that after the first film there was a period of a year or so, and he's just sitting in his apartment and like you know I still have the flamethrower. Yeah, I mean, why? So it, it's it's just kind of like that. It, there's no real reason for him to start up again. It's it, this film actually does the opposite of what like the tried and true vigilante films will do sequel wise. In the sequels, it's like I'm, I'm done with this. I'm not going to do any more. And then somebody steps too far and injures one of their loved ones. And you know what? I'm, I'm bringing in. it back. Ginty does the exact opposite. Ginty's, oh, there's no reason for me not to do this. Let me get back into it. And then immediately gets everyone he knows and loves killed. Again. <laughs> Again. Again. <laughs> well, he didn't even know anybody the first one. He got like a total stranger killed the minute, the minute he became friendly. He didn't know anyone first, in this one either. Well, and, until he, but in, in the minute he gets to know them, he gets them killed. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he knows him for sure. He meets, uh, I forget the the black guy's name, but the guy that drives the garbage truck, he meets him, and then immediately he's a partner with him, like later how that night. You, how could you forget BG? BG, yeah. BG. And he and he knows him because like, they're like war veterans. That's how he recognizes them. Yeah, but they don't, they, they weren't to, uh, uh, fought together. Why not? I don't think so. I, I thought that they, they were veterans. But it, it wasn't. Wait. All right, but BG knew him because he flagged them off the street and said, "Hey, get in my pickup, tr- get in my garbage truck, old friend." So they they knew each other, and, and there's that war link. They never go into it because that would be exposition. The well, one thing they, 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 they don't go into a lot of things, like when his gr- yeah. when his girlfriend gets killed, he doesn't go. They don't even show the scene of where he goes in to find her, and even has like uh, any kind of emotion. They go to her naked on the bed with an X on the door. He goes up to the door. There's an X on it. Then they just flash. Like a split second, a tenth of a second of her naked on the bed, then the next shot is immediately him turning the garbage really? truck into a tank. Yeah, the A team uh, montage as the as the as montage the, as the as the, as the, uh, the hoodlum that he has captured in the garbage truck continues right. to eat garbage for a full three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I, so I, I talk about. Can you just imagine that actor? It's like, no, yeah, keep going. So you want me to eat more garbage? Yeah, I don't know. Keep going. Keep going. Is it? Yeah. How, how long? How how many hours of filming did they did of him digging through garbage bags, eating random pieces of garbage? Well, that, those were all the reshoots. They all consisted of that. <laughs> That's what they were going for. How long do you shoot for that much reshoot? That should be. Oh. This movie is an hour and a half. 
It's it's 10 minutes shorter or 14 minutes shorter than the original film, but it feels so much longer than the original it's movie. Actually, it's actually five minutes shorter than that if you take out the whole uh, breakdancing sequence. Yeah. Breaking 2, <laughs> electric, electric Boogaloo. We'll get to that. Uh-oh. There, there's so, there are so much 80s in this film, too. And it, I mean, you, it's one of those things where you watch, it's like, oh, yeah, the 80s. Yeah, they were oh, really the trying to capture the pot. There's no reason for that scene to be in this film unless they're trying to just capture a little bit of the breakdancing, the popularity that was. Sure. You know, just that time period, uh, the you know, a couple of years, 82, 83, 84, 85-ish in that range, breakdancing was just huge. So they tried to capitalize it? on it a little bit. Oh, yeah, you didn't know? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I know you are. Uh, um, um, well, but... No, it no, made no fair. sense. Let's be fair. It wasn't just to capitalize on the breakdancing craze. It was also the pad five minutes of film to get it up to an hour and a half. I would have been fine with an 85-minute movie. They wouldn't have. You need that 90 minutes to get the people in seats. That's it's uh, got to be you, under that. You know, you can't. It, they've got a goal they're heading for. Now, now, yeah. Mario Van Peebles is in this film. He is. He plays X. Uh, the the. Um, yeah. The head gang leader, who who, when you first see him, his hair is like, I don't know, like loose, if you want to put it. Yeah. And then the minute immediately after that, everything it's it's that 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 kind of oh, uh, salt. Oh yeah, and it's, it's flat top. Flat top. Thank you. I don't know the lingo. Salt and, and pepper. I think you mean kid and play. Kid and play. That's what I meant to say. Thank you. Okay. Salt and pepper. Something else. Now, how is it that easy to switch from that one hairstyle to the next like that? Of that type? Uh, I think with that hair, it can be. You know. It's okay. Just, it was yeah. kind of a shock for me. And uh, Mario Van Peebles does have a, a strong following, and I've never really understood why. Yeah, never. I, I don't get... And, and the, he's directed a lot of films, too. It's like, who's giving this guy money to make movies? Yes, yes, yes. They he, all yes, suck. He yeah. They all suck. A lot. Him and his fucking stupid ex. This movie, um, a lot of the scenes feel like a music video, too. Yeah, now, I mean, he's he's the son of director Mary, Melvin Van Peebles, who yeah. uh, has a strong following as well. And I think a lot of that leeches off. But, I mean, he just... This the kind of film. Don't get me wrong. I loved him in Solo. Ugh. Don't get me wrong, but I. I, I think I they use the same font as uh, the company Solo that makes paper plates and cups and shit. I'm almost positive it's the same font. Well, why not? <laughs> I mean, it's a Solo font. I would, I'm sure they found that. Why would they do that? Yeah. So now, and I, and I was reading Van, Van Peebles. He uh, he made the costumes himself. Uh, surprisingly, he was bare-chested most of the film. Yeah. And now, did you? Everybody in this gang has has uh, has a has like dancing background. Have you? No, did you notice that? Everybody in this gang has had some kind of formal training in the theater arts. Have they, really? Every time, like every time somebody moves, there's like this dance flourish to it. The guy with the the torches. The the guy eating a bagel that turns around is like a little zip zip. 
and then, and then Mario Van Peebles <laughs> keeps doing backflips and shit. And everything's got like a flourish to it. And then they've Again. got the slow the slow motion roller skating guy. Again, I really think that they were just trying to capitalize on the breakdancing okay, shit. All right, a, I really do. I, it just... there, all right, yeah. There's a difference between capitalizing on breakdancing by having a scene and then having just... It, it, it's, it's like if... Why else would it be in there? Be, because the director is insane. Um, Did he do, direct any music videos? Is, is that why? Because he maybe had a lot of ties or connections to music. I don't know if it happened back then as much as it does now. I, music videos were kind of a joke back in the 80s. Um, but all, all I'm saying is that it, it's it's like West Side Story gone bad. Never mind. It's the only movie he's ever directed. I can see that. <laughs> I can see that as, as both a cause and an effect. He produced no, he, the original Exterminator, though. And there's even two. Well, there's even better. Producer became a director. I like that. Uh there's t there's two s scenes where Mario Van Peebles does flips or whatever, and you can see the gym mat. Yeah. He jumps on. They uh... even even when even when they they drop that the cops come after the helicopter gets blown up. Right. And uh, and they sh they go to Mary b before Mario Van Peebles flees the scene, he points and does like a half spin. It's like ha ha, shoom. It's cartoon. <laughs> it's it's very cartoonish. It is. No, you're right. Now. It, um... Very sad. And, and so, yeah, let's it's be, like it's, be it's, it's, it's like if the the jets and the sharks or rockets, whatever the fuck was in that movie. I hate I hate West Side Story with a passion. It was. Uh, uh, but it's like if if those two gangs got together and just spent the rest of their time working on dance moves and selling drugs. I think it was the jets and the sharks. Is it the sharks? Yeah, probably. I, think it, I, I think don't know. I got the sharks. I think you're right. I'm not arguing that. Okay. Um, I, I I would go with that. I'll go with it. I'll look at it. Yeah. Up. Now, I remember I told you the only memory I had in my from this film as a child yeah. was sharks. the was the guy being uh, trapped in the garbage truck. Yes, I had another. It was one of those things. It was like watching Magnum Force. I'm watching it. It's like, oh my god, I remember this scene vividly from from my childhood. Mega, Mega Force. Whatever. Mega Force. And so, but it's two different movies. Yeah. <laughs> Continue. And. and the scene where they have the slow ritualistic murder of the truck driver yeah. in the subway I vividly remember that from my childhood having seen it it was like a flashback so, oh god I remember this scene and they paint him with the, the bright orange day glow X and they lay him down on the tracks and so uh, to so he gets <clears throat> electrocuted and get hit by the train I'm not sure which is supposed to be worse and I don't and remember like the, anything the weird from this movie. funeral the weird funeral procession down into the subway. Yeah. It just. What the fuck was that? I don't know. What I've was never that? seen one frame of this film until you challenged it to me. Really? Not one? I do. I, not, remember I swear to God, I've, I've never, ever seen anything from this movie. Yeah. Now, like I said, uh, attention span of a child, uh, I guess I was around. By the time I hit cable, so I was probably like under ten. Uh, didn't keep my attention that long, but I vividly remember the whole scene with the, with the orange day glow X, and then marching him down, and very Van Peebles with his uh, bare chested suspenders or the the fishnet, whichever one he was wearing at that point. Ugh. I think he was bare chested in that scene. Yeah, probably right. Very bizarre. Yes. I'm. 
Because other than that, there's not much ritualistic to them. They just kill people. I guess it occasionally rob them, and they're and he's he's buying drugs from the Italian mafia. Yeah, that's just about it. And I and damn I oh I was so waiting. I was I was so hoping that they would be over the top Italian. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I was so yeah. hoping. I was so hoping. Hey, what do you do? Anything like that. Anything. And let me, if they were, I would have had a challenge for you immediately. Oh, I'm sure Uh, you would. Because there's a film that I've been wanting to challenge because it's so completely over the top Italian and no one in the film is actually Italian. So that makes it worse. Huh? Godfather? Come on. Give me a break. Uh, It's actually Uh the Pope Pope of Greenwich Village. Never seen it. Mickey Rourke, Eric Roberts, uh, Jewish director. A Jewish director, and it's the film is directed in such a way where it's like, okay, act Italian, go. It's well, that. Yeah. It's that. It's that bad. It, it's it's it. Oh, here's a break dancing scene. <laughs> on on roller skates. Is, is Pope of Greenwich Village worse than Married to the Mob? Uh, as far as uh, the portrayal of Italians, I think so. Okay. At least Married to the Mob is. It's comedy. Pope of Greenwich Village kind of takes itself seriously a little bit. Like The Godfather. Stop it with that. Did you hear the, the Pope came out against the, the mobsters. Pope said, hey, no, no. Excommunicated. He excommunicated the mob. Nice. And he did that the day after he set out, He came out against legalization of marijuana. It was like the perfect save. It, it, it was, oh, hey, I liked you up until here. And then, oh, hey, all right, you know what? You get a pass on the marijuana because that's cool. <laughs> well, now, I mean, what, what else is he going to say about the marijuana? I mean, did they ask him about it or he just came out and said it? He's, he's come out. No, he came, uh, he came out against it. I mean, he he's come out against a lot of stuff. And this is more strangers conversation. All basically I'm saying is he came out against the Italian mob. Nice. Not organized crime. The Italian mob, the mafiosos, you know what I mean? Oh, meet the balls. <laughs> so anyway, he's buying, he's buying, uh, X is buying drugs from the Ita- from the Italians. Too bad it wasn't like 10 years later, he could have been buying X. Right. It would have sure. made more sense, yeah. And so, so Ginty gets tied up in this whole, and again, he's not a good vigilante because they, they recognize him and they follow him to his girlfriend's house. Yeah, hence her death. And he gets his uh, Vietnam veteran friend involved, hence his death. So, I mean, he really just, he doesn't really know. Despite the fact that he wears a mask every time he uses the flamethrower, everyone seems to know who he is. Yeah, just, it's like, hey, you're that guy. <laughs> Apparently there's even a deleted, there's a deleted scene, probably from the original film before they went and re- did reshoots, where X bumps into him on the street, recognizes him, and taunts him to try to get him to attack him. <laughs> which, which uh, that scene I want to see because I, I guarantee the reason they cut it is because Ginty probably tried to act tough and it's just like sad. <laughs> maybe, maybe Mario did like a couple backflips. It'd be interesting if there was a director's cut of this, but I don't see that ever happening, ever. Who? I, I, I bet you Ginty if, has footage. I bet you it, he does. It. Well, he's dead. So. Uh, if there were reels upon reels upon reels of extra deleted scenes and content for this film, I don't think people would give a flying fuck. 
I I I know who would. Shout Factory Video because they put Exterminator Two out on. Uh, I think it's on Blu-ray. They did. It's a double. It's a double disc. It's two movies on a disc, but it's on Blu-ray on Shout Factory. Oh now, no! We we have contacted Shout Factory and, and offered to be their their official or non-official whores. We have not yet heard back from them. Oh man! I mean, Joe, I'm gonna let Joey take a stab next time. I'll do it soon. Yeah, but this is available on the Shout Factory. And I think I know the Exterminator is uh, is released through Shout Factory. Exterminator Two is as well. Is it really? It's on a two disc with something. No, it's on a four disc. Four. Or four. It's it's all right. It's not a Blu-ray. It's a DVD. It's one of those four movies on one DVD. It's got Alienator, uh, Evil to Eye of the Tiger, Cyclone, and Exterminator Two. Uh, oh, there, there it is. I found it. Mm-hmm. And this is this is a Shout Factory release. Shout Factory, two discs, four films. And oh, The Exterminator 2 is audio commentary with the director and Peebles. Get the... They got fu- those two together? Yeah, and I'm almost tempted... It, this only came out uh, a year ago. Yeah, and it's only $10 right now, and I'm tempted to buy this just to listen to the audio commentary with the director and Van Peebles. Now, which director? Oh, it says it's it's Mark Bunsman. Is he the 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 original director or the uh, we have to fix this shit director? Um, who? I don't know who's know. who. I gotta double check that. I, well, I read, at the uh, e- at the end of the film, it said additional scenes directed by. I think that is the fix it guy. And he is not listed here. Oh yeah, William Sachs. William Sachs did reshoots. So Bunsman okay. was the original director. So Bunsman's going to oh, be. Oh, and one he was also one of the writers too, William Sachs. Okay, Sachs or Bunsman? Sachs. Oh well, he's listed as a writer because he probably he, he made the scenes. Mark Bunsman, member of X's gang, uncredited. That's not good. That's not good at all. Yeah, not good. Mark um, Bunsman and William Sachs. Uh, directed uh, or wrote the film and there's even a David Bunsman who is head mafioso they got the whole family on this one well yeah you gotta I mean you gotta you have to pay actors yeah David Spear did the music I need to know what else he's done so one of my favorite something's wrong what? How did David Spear go? F- and he's from Nork. He was born in Nork, New Jersey. Uh, how did David Spear? Says he's known for. Get there's no way. It says David Spear, the guy that did the music for Exterminator Two. Yeah. M- music for Animal House, Great Santini, Airplane, Heavy Metal, Ghostbusters. Then he did Exterminator Two. Then he did My Science Project, Three Amigos, Human Shield, Mad Dog and Glory, and then Alaska. How? And he's still alive. How the fuck did he do music for those films and then pull up the music out of his ass for Exterminator 2? Uh, well, he obviously phoned it in. I mean, literally, they recorded it over the phone. <laughs> Uh, maybe he owed a favor. Maybe it was stock. Maybe it's stock sound. I don't know. It, it, it doesn't sound like it had like a uh, was composing an orchestra behind it. I would have pulled you know? a fucking like 
uncredit me. I, I don't want to be a part of that. He probably didn't know until I, <laughs> I did what? I did what? <laughs> I, I, I'm in the catalog. I sold I sold some stock uh, background. What 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 movie is it in? Unreal. Now, so what bad. what's what's your favorite scene of the film? What's the funniest scene of the film to you? The funniest scene in the film. Um. Can I tell you mine while you're thinking? Yeah, go ahead. When when uh, our vigilante's go-go dancer girlfriend gets beaten Nancy Kerrigan style by the by the gang in broad daylight in New York in uh, Central Park. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that was pretty good. What I don't get is is they make they they make uh. They make a big deal out of close, you know, doing a close slow motion shot of the one of the bat or the two by four, whatever it was, hitting her in the leg to show, right. yeah, yeah, we we broke her leg, and but then after she goes to the doctors, yeah, she's paralyzed from the waist down. <laughs> what? Like, wait a minute, shouldn't I just put ice on this? That Maybe a, re- a cast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, now when the the best part isn't that they like come up to her and hit her. Like, like, break her leg, and then she drops down. Then they start, like, kicking and beating her while she's down. Right. And, and while, they have the slow-motion shot of Jinty running to save the and day. It's like, how fucking far away is this guy? And what, Jinty was just, he was like, where was he? Because I know she went in the bathroom, and they all popped up just like he did in the first He's film. getting, like, a hot dog or something. Yeah. And again, like, all of them hide in the bathroom because she's the one that's going to come in, and they all pop out at once, just like right. he did with the, with the gangster, the meat mobster in the first film. So it's kind of fitting. That that occurs. That's kind of oh, yeah. funny, uh, and but the, so then they, they just start like curb stomping her in the middle of the park, and then a, uh, a a mounted police officer rides up and shoots his gun in the air, <laughs> which even in the eighties I'm pretty sure not allowed. No, no, just definitely to, not. Yeah, warning. I don't think they have the a whole thing on firing in the air to disperse assailants. They don't. That's not a part of the training. I can almost guarantee that. All right, I came up with my favorite scene after much <laughs> thought. Is, I it think his, it, what? is it when his new black friend dies? No, no, actually, it's not. Uh, it, it's the scene where after she's beaten, uh, they're they're at the uh, apartment, and he keeps trying to help her out, get her to walk, get her to move, and he's got her with the leg goes in, out, in, out, in. <laughs> he's like you just got to keep doing repetition you know get those legs back you know moving and she gets really frustrated and angry and starts scre- you know yelling and screaming i don't want to do it you know just like a kid i don't want to and then he gets up and he's all mad instead of being compassionate and saying you know you're right we can try again tomorrow he's like come on you could do this and then he storms out and then his black friend comes and he's like what's going on in there he goes nothing <laughs> there's nothing in there <laughs> it's like wow what a cock I like it. I, I like that because it, that's probably the closest the film gets to actually really defining these characters. I mean, you know, <laughs> just her having that the realistic emotional uh, right situation of, you know, uh, my life is over. The one thing I love to do, and him just this guy full of rage and all he knows how the only thing he knows how to do to fix things is, is set people on fire. <laughs> and he can't set now, her on fire because he kind of likes her. I, kind, yeah, kind of likes her. 
I mean, they, they bring her back to the, the, the apartment and they, they decorated everything. And he's like, oh, yeah, see, it's great. It's here and this. We got this. this, this. And, and they're wheeling her, him, wheeling her past the, the mirror on the wall with the, the leg bar. With the right. leg bar. <laughs> it's like, dude, there's nothing you're going to do. There's a leg bar right there. It's all she's going to see. I don't know what it's actually called, but in ballet studios, they put their leg yeah. on that thing all the time. So I'm calling it sure. a leg bar. I think that I think everybody knows what I'm talking about. I think so. Um, now, I, I think instead of X killing her, she should have committed suicide because what is what could be more drive a an emotionally uh, vulnerable, depressed, new handicapped individual than having Robert Ginty as your personal physical therapist? Yeah, right. I mean, I, what 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 they should have done was they should have had X get her, you know, get her on the product, you know, get her hooked to the horse, and uh, she becomes a heroin addict and uh, commits suicide that way. That would have been better. You you know, make her like, make her a customer. Make the her, only make way I don't feel the pain. Take, take her back to the to, to the clubhouse, even. Yeah. Sitting sure. on his lap, <laughs> when Jinty walks in, he, he like stands up, and she just falls to the ground because <laughs> her legs don't work. <laughs> then he yells at her, "Come on, I can walk. You can do it too." You know what I wanted? What's wrong with you? Like during that sequence where he's trying to get her to do the physical therapy, and it's kind of a, a long, you know, they're trying to draw out the emotion of it. I, I, right, right near like the three quarter mark. I'm just waiting for her to say, "You know, do you open your fucking mouth at all when you talk?" <laughs> For the love of Christ. <laughs> then he hits her with the flamethrower. Yeah. There's a scene where they're they're parking their vehicles. Uh, they're, they have... Uh, he parks his garbage truck about two feet away from a fire hydrant, which I'm sure... I'm pretty sure you can't do that. Uh, even though he's not obstructing it. I'm pretty sure you can't... Yeah. Right. Um... But what I find interesting is it feels like a set when he parks there against the street. I don't know if it's the lighting that they chose, but it just it has this fake set feeling to it for some reason. I just I don't know why. And I'm looking at it, and the only reason I'm bringing it up is where did they get the money to build a set? <laughs> so it must be real. It's I just real. It, it feels like a set because everybody else in the film is so wooden. That's what it is. Yeah. Now, I mean, the, the, we always talk about remaking these bad films. And the, mm -hmm. it, I think you could remake The Exterminator and Exterminator 2 if you combine them in the one movie. Oh, easily. And, I mean, and, and just and go more with the crazy part of Jinty's character. I mean, it, it, he is destructive to everybody around him. And I can see them spreading it out with all these people that die around him, if you did it over like a two and a half, let's, make, let's say two and a half hour, let's make it epic, let's put some money into it, let's do 100, 150 million. We'll get some really big explosion and shit. But you can have it where, by the, by the third act, when he's meeting new people, it's like, dude, no, no! <laughs> Don't get in the car! I like you. No! No! <laughs> he's the kiss of death! You're going to die! Horribly! No. A second girlfriend? No, you you cold, heartless bastard. <laughs> Here's the, the the sex scene that Jinty got to do, which is creepy. Oh, that it's oh, so I, I, so awkward. I was I, that scared the hell out of me. I was afraid we were gonna like see more than we did. <laughs> <sighs> uh, 
Yeah. I bet uh, he requested it, too. He's like, I, I need a sex scene. There I need is a sex one, scene. There is one promotion. Now, there's, like, if you just do a Google search for pictures from the film, there's yeah. not much out there. Because uh, there's not really any good... Until uh, Shout Factory came out with their four-disc set, including it, there really weren't any good prints out there. I mean, you can, you can watch the film now on YouTube. Uh, the entire film's available there. We'll, we'll, that'll be on the Facebook page. But s- picture-wise, all you can really find are the uh, lobby posters, promotional stills they made for the film, uh, one of which is not in the movie at all. It's, it's a bombing of the dance club that was cut out. And another that Jinty is in, I don't know where he is in the film per se, but he's laying back and he's got his hand up and he's leaning against a sink. And I think for the love of Christ, I think he's going for sexy. Oh, really? (laughs) And, and it's, and no, it's not. And he's doing that thing with his, his mouth. Like you, you, like he always looks like he's like, he he looks like he's sucking on like a, a lemon head or something. He's just always pursing his lips. It's and always just a const, m- constant purse, a purse and a mutter. The purse and the mutter. Yes. So if I look that up, Robert Ginty, Exterminator Two. I should get that. Or I could just put it on the Facebook page. You, you can know? put it on the Facebook page, but I want to see it now. Oh yeah, there it is. What's this, <laughs> what's this guy thinking? <laughs> what's wrong with this? And I think, guy? He, and I think he's got blood on him. So I don't know what part of the film it's from. Maybe there was a scene they shot, like where he's in the bathroom after he finds his dead girlfriend. I, you know, and X, uh, you obviously the guy has a background in stage uh, craft because he keeps putting like X's on people, like like a. But you know, you you know how hard it is, like the to, to draw an X on a dead naked girl. Uh, it depends what you're using, I guess. I guess, I guess so. That, that and I, I'm sure he thought it through. Now, and and just 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 to focus in on the action parts of the film because there aren't that many he does periodically throughout the first half of the film surprise random hoodlums after crimes have been committed because he's not a useful vigilante and burns people alive he sure does then he get then he gets together with his uh vietnam vet friend his, his second black friend and <laughs> his second same result same result dead uh, except this one, he doesn't have the mercy kill. He dies. <laughs> yeah, he gets shot up pretty good by Mario Van Peebles. And you know what? It's his fault, too, because he gets out of the goddamn truck. They build an A-team truck, and they drive into the, the, the clubhouse, if you want to call it that. Uh, it's like a warehouse. And open, you know, they have machine guns out of the sides and they're shooting, you know, stuff, and they're knocking things over. And uh, BG's like, I got to get the bag. I'm going to get the bag. And he's like, and, and Ginty, for once, is, you know, stay in the stay in the vehicle. It's safe in here. They're out there shooting. We're in the truck. No, I got to get the bag. And he gets the bag. And guess what happens? He gets three or four machine gun bullets in the chest. I think a little more than that. <laughs> I think he, he got them. I'm rounding. I'm rounding down. And okay. and apparently that's fatal. So, yeah, it, yeah, it, it really is. A lot is, of parts that uh, bullets can hit. Ginty got him involved. But then again, how come he wasn't driving the truck instead of Ginty? And why did either of them have to get the bag? They didn't. Except yeah. that, that the only reason they had to get the bag is they needed that for the final scene where they play cat and mouse in an uh, industrial complex for 15, 20 minutes. I'm sorry. The breakdancing scene is on. Oh, I, and it's mesmerizing, <laughs> isn't it? And she's dancing with him, and Jinty's like, uh, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. 
Is it you, one of the most rational times he's been in the film. What, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, normally I, I, I would just flame through the whole thing. I mean, let's go. Yeah. Oh, we should re- they should remake this with Miscavige. Oh. <laughs> then, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I missed that. I, I didn't notice that the first time. Right before she gets beat up, he, she says, I got to go to the bathroom. And he just kind of does this, like, skedaddle. <laughs> this half dance move skedaddle. I'm telling you, everybody in this film's like dancing. It's weird. I don't know if there was a vibe going on. There's yeah. the, the, but there, yeah, there's way too much choreography in this in a, in this for a vigilante film for my taste in this movie. Right. They're beating and, her right now, aren't they? And you, yeah, they sure are in slow motion. <laughs> and it is a baseball bat. He does yeah. this like leap in the air with the baseball bat. And it just you just see then a close up shot of, of the bat hitting both of her legs. Exactly. So and it's, thinking, it is below the knee too. Right. I don't know how that equates to being paralyzed from the waist down. I think they realize right. you know, that'll heal. So yeah, you're right, we should paralyze her. And and I don't know, I think they would have to kick her in the spine. There'd have to be blood for her to be paralyzed. I don't, know, I don't. I don't think there had to be blood. There just had to be some very serious spinal damage. And I, I don't think it's like they don't show anybody like really hopping up and down on top of her. I'm not sure how easy it is to paralyze somebody. I've never tried. I don't but think it's that easy. I, I don't think it's. I they agree. don't I kick don't her nearly that. enough. Now at least she wasn't like his his first big black friend because he was totally paralyzed. Yeah. And and Wait. that was from taking a um. What was it? A trowel. A yeah, garden uh, hoe? It, it wasn't a trowel. It was um. Those. It was like something oh, you dig in a garden with. It, I know what it's called too. Um, a meat hook, almost. It was almost like a meat hook. Um, but he he took that right in the back between the shoulder blades. That'll that'll paralyze your ass. I'll give you yeah, that. She yeah, the way they, the way they stabbed him with it too. Yeah. They didn't even stab. They didn't just stab him. They like pulled shit out with it. it was like. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Eyes eyes rolled back into his head. Yeah, this they were just like kick, 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 kick. Oh, cop with a gun, let's go. (laughs) I mean, granted, there were four of them, but there were four of them. But the the first guy, only one of them had to do anything. The others were like there for moral support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is, Mary Van Peebles is not a good gang. uh, He's not good in anything he's done. I don't think he's ever. I don't think he's ever been good. I mean his character. I, I mean his character is not a good gang leader. I think he's a bit too. I think I think he takes a bit too much. Uh, um, I think he's he, he's he thinks he's better than he is. I think I think we can both say that. And his brother was one of the. He was brother was killed. Right. It was his brother that died in the beginning. Uh, yeah, he lit him on fire. So it makes it personal. It's not just the fact that uh, that Jinty's killing off his his crew, but one right. of them was his his bro as well as his crew. His bro. Bro crew or his uh, crew kin? I don't know. Yeah. So it was more at stake there. So th- again, there they're following the typical vigilante story. Of, oh, you killed my brother. Now I have to take vengeance on everything. Jinty's got it ass backwards. Was this his first movie, Van Peebles? Oh no 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 no. I don't uh, I don't know off the top of my head, but I refuse to believe it. Well, no no okay. no no. Uh, it's his first theatrical film. It's his first theatrical. Uh, he was in One Life to Live, 1968. Obviously a little child. He was only like 11. Then he was in something called Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song. 
I'm assuming yeah. that's a film his dad directed. It's a movie. That's a movie. Yeah. That's a that's, movie, that's, like that's, a theatrical that's, release movie. That's a classic. Yeah, that's a that's a, yeah. And yes, his father did write and direct that, and that's yeah. a classic exploitation wow. film. You never heard of that? Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song. No. Well, it came out that's, in the Netherlands, so I don't think that was released in the in the states, was it? Uh, I, I, it's a it's a in New it's York. A staple. Came out in New yeah. York and L and San Francisco. So it's a, it's a it's a '70s Black Panther black exploitation. It's a staple of anybody who's into that genre. Okay. That's one of those films that you, you're supposed to love. I mean, that's just, that's like you know. I, I, All right. So as an adult, this is his first film because between 1971, which was a TV film, he didn't do anything. He he did. A TV movie in 1981, and then he did this in 84. So this is his first real movie, like theatrical, where mm-hmm. he's like, you know, second billing. This is not, and this is not the first film we've reviewed of his. I don't what think. Film, what other film did we review? Am I wrong? Did we review Jaws: The Revenge? No, we just did Jaws three. We might have mentioned it when we did Jaws: The Revenge. You didn't do Jaws: The Revenge? No. We did Jaws Holy 3D. shit. You know what it is? When we did, like, Jaws 3, I watched all four, all all of them. Oh, God, did you really? In a row. Yeah, you've got to. You've got to watch all of them in a row. I'm looking at his other films. I, yeah. I, 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 I still think I have the best remake ever of Part 2. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Because, you know, in Part 2... Uh, um, the character is he's still the sheriff and he's got the shark tower and everything and he's convinced the shark's going to come back and everyone's like, oh, stop it, stop it, stop it. In my version, he actually is going insane and there isn't a shark and he just starts getting people killed because of it and at the end, he he like actually gets those kids stranded out there out of fear of the shark. It's, it's all like his all paranoid delusion. Fucking excellent. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. So, what, what would you change? Hang on. What would you change if we remade Execution, uh, Exterminator Two? What would you change? Someone, think, gave, someone, someone just gave us fifty million dollars. Fifty million. Not, not, not a big budget, but enough to do in this day and age. We'll definitely get residuals off the uh, streaming, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, it's definite we're going to make money no matter what. All we have to do is make it. What are you right. doing different? Who who are we casting? Recast. I mean, who are we ca- what are we doing? Well, we got to recast. That half of them are dead. All right, Jinty. Maybe I get like uh, like a Gerard Butler for Jinty. Okay. Really, Gerard so, Butler? Okay. Sure, you get like a, a badass guy, but then you get the the women attracted to the film too. You know, uh, Mario Van Peebles character. Maybe you go with maybe Denzel Washington. Maybe even go Will Smith. But I think Denzel would be better. You know, just plain, just a badass. Sure. Um, better music, obviously. I mean, if you want to talk about change. Uh, now, I, th- I think really film it in New York. Okay, I want to... Have a lot more New York. And, and Obviously, an I Hate New York film, yeah. Sure. Now, now... I'm gonna I'm gonna say instead of like uh, would you say Gerard Butler? Yeah. How about I mean, Ryan? That's just Gosling. the first. Um. Ryan Gosling doing like doing like the character he did in Drive or 
or um, and only he doesn't got. To, he yeah. doesn't. He can talk just as much too. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. He he can pull <laughs> off that character. Maybe yeah, a little less than the chat. I mean, we need to go. We need we need Jinty from the first film, with the plot from the second film. We need that character from the first film. A bit on edge, doesn't talk that much. Kind of mumbles a little bit. Yeah, I'd I, be I, on. I'd be on board for Ryan Gosling. Yeah, sure. but I, I think Butler's a good call too. Now, um, for for Mary, Mary Van Peebles' character, I'm thinking the kid from Good Burger. <laughs> the one that hasn't been doing well since. Uh, <laughs> um, and, and his entire gang has to be solely made up out of former actors from the Cosby Show, child actors from the Cosby Show. And we make money no matter what. No matter what, I mean, it's fifty are you, million dollars. Are you sure? Fifty million. We've, we've pre-sold worldwide distribution, Joey. This is how it works. We we make money. All we have to do is have a product that can go into the theater and take up space for two weeks. All right, all right, all right. Scratch scratch the cosmic. I, I'm, I'm, I was I was getting a little bit too idealistic. We'll we'll, we'll skip that. But but uh-huh. I, I'm sticking with the Good Burger guy. Or you know what? No, I take that back. How maybe about, um, maybe Eddie Mark, Murphy. Mark, Maybe Eddie Lawrence. Murphy, because the garbage truck guy was in Coming to America with him. What about Martin Lawrence? <laughs> uh, as Mario Van Peebles' character? Yeah, yeah. I'd go Eddie Murphy before Martin Lawrence. What just, about a Wayne brother? Just about, wait, what? How about a Wayne brother? How about the gang is all Wayne brothers? <laughs> and Cedric the Entertainer is the uh, is, is X. Didn't they do that? Wasn't there a movie called... They were all good guys, but when there wasn't there a movie called Posse, where it was just like a couple of Wayne's brothers. It was uh, the Mario Van People guys. I believe there was um, a film called Posse. Yes, pretty sure there was a film called Posse, and it it has all of these people that I think you want. <laughs> now, but Cedric the Entertainer is. I'm not challenging. I'm not challenging you to, to the film Posse, by the way. No, no, no. And but Cedric, as X Cedric the Entertainer's character is actually X Y Z, and he's only in there as long as. Uh, Ryan Gosling or Gerard Butler actually kills him at the end of the film. Uh, we make it's it's a snuff film. Why not? Let's do it. Yeah, there I'm it ga- is. I don't think. I, I think I think there'll be a lot of reaction at first, but given time, people will be thankful. Maybe. Maybe we'll start a trend. Maybe we can get uh, Jack Black and something. Jack Black. Or or. Fucking uh, twenty-three Jump Street asshole, Jonah Hill. Jonah yeah. Hill. Jonah Hill. Yeah, Jonah Hill could be the truck driver. We can kill him for real too. Can we just kill everybody in it? <laughs> and then at the end, it's like in memory of Robert Ginty. <laughs> <laughs> Just exterminated your wallet. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it, dumbass. <laughs> I still I still say this film isn't Jim Cotta worthy, but it's damn close. It is close. It is damn close. I uh, think uh, on the right night, it could be, it could be very very close. And uh, and that, at the end of the film, at the end of the movie, for those who are gonna not watch the movie, uh, after X is defeated. There's a shadow shot of Jinty walking away down a tunnel, kind of towards oh, the light. Uh, so and bad. It, and as he's walking, he slowly discards, uh, like the gun, 
then the helmet, right. then the uh, thing. He's like he's he's slowly discarding his weapons as he walks right. toward like like, like, like he's almost, giving up the fight. I was like, yeah, I was gonna almost kind of say like okay, now I'm done. I wish it had kept going where he started just removing articles of clothing. <laughs> and like the last shot could have been at the edge of the tunnel, like hopping on one foot as he pulled off the other shoe, and then he falls over the edge. And that's it. Now, right before uh, Mario Van Peebles blows up, like a moron, he sees his bag of drugs. Uh, There's no way this is booby trapped, is there? Uh, yeah, right, exactly. So because Jinty, he he does like a decoy bag, and it looks like it's his drugs, but it's flour. Uh, and uh, X, he's like, uh, "Where are my drugs?" And then, of course, there's this little cat and mouse thing where they're you know going after each other, and he just nonchalantly he just leaves the bag, you know, just on the side. Mario Van Peebles comes across it, and he's like, "You know, we all die. It's just a matter of when and how." And then blows up. It's like, are you really rifling through a bag of drugs like he just? was going to be a nice guy and leave it for you you fucking moron it's like and then they blow him up and of course he f he's falling uh from god knows how many stories in this uh this old junkyard warehouse oh there's that combo. brief brief they they really it's like literally like two frames yeah of him where impaled, he, where he impaled on a girder and it's actually it's not a bad shot too because he's like he he collapses and he's like, it's a really nice job. It's a shame that they didn't show it. Yeah, why would they spend the money to, to, to for and the detail for the scene and just flash it? Because I think then they the go way, to the MPAA. Then they go to the MPAA and the MPAA says, "Oh, well, you know, we can't give this an R." No, I I kind of get the feeling that um, the MPAA. You're right. Well, I'm kind of I kind of get the feeling that you're right with that with the MPAA, but yeah. it it almost feels like it's like all right, if the MPAA is going to do this, let's try and make it. Um, Let's try and make let's try and make a make it look good at least you know where they where they're trying to get artsy with with the way it flashes like when he when he goes to find his girlfriend and she's dead instead of him going in the in the room uh, you know and again like I said before like he gets like an emotional scene or whatever and it just pans right to the next shot of him working on the truck or the garbage truck they uh -huh. said well let's 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 do these flashes because they do it throughout the whole film. Let's try and be artsy, and it just doesn't work. It, it actually makes makes the film worse. Yeah. So, now, are we done? Do we want to rate are, this film? Are you done, sir? Oh, I'm done. Okay, let's Sur rate the film. I'm surprised we talked this long. <laughs> now, now, uh, on IMDb, it has three point six stars. Too high. <laughs> I say at least a three. There, there is almost no, no. There is no redeeming value to this film at all. All right, no, let's, all right, let's be fair. There's got to be some redeeming values. There is. There's one. We get we get one star for, um, for the flamethrower for making up for the flamethrower from sure. the first one. Why not? All right, let's give him a second star for. Hmm, other good features. Other good uh, uh, for for introducing dance into a vigilante film. I think we need to see more of that. Why would we give a star for that ever? Because I, th I think it's a bold move. I think we should see more choreography. I, I would be, I think it would have been cool if they were dancing, choreographed while curb stomping his girlfriend in, in Central Park. 
No. Um, no, you don't want a star for that? No. All right, how about a star for Mero Van Peebles uh, costume design? Uh, now, did he just design a, costumes for the gang or for the gang? For the, gang. for the gang. Yeah. I don't think I can. I don't think I can. Come on. How, how, how about? Could have star... just went to the Salvation Army and picked everyone's clothes in an hour. Why about, would he get a star... a star for that? How about a star for not having the Italian gangsters throwing cannolis at people while they were walking into the warehouse? <laughs> Okay, we'll give him a star for, for, for being light on the mafia. Hey, what's, what's the matter, you, with the drugs? Hey, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you don't like my drugs? I don't buy them. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, these are drugs like my mother used to make. It's like, come on. How, uh, how, about, how, about, how about a star for uh, the Ginty sex scene? Uh, I'll give it. A, I'll, I'll give a star for just seeing breasts. How about that? Okay. All Some, right. So we have. A, you know, in the first film, you you saw, you know, naked dudes. At least you got to see breasts in this one. All right. So so we have three stars: a star for flamethrower, a star for breasts, and a star for for non-racist Italian uh, mafia. Good enough. All right. Three stars. It is. Three stars. It is. And what's the the overall rating? Of this film is oh, it's very heavy on the ones. 24 24.3% of people have given this film a 1. Uh the second highest yeah 10 uh 8% gave it 10. Uh oh wow. As a joke. Okay, we know that that's, that's a joke. Some people some people like have their films they like. Let's not Fuck be too that. critical. Uh <laughs> sound like me now. Uh highest demographic for the film <laughs> males age 30 to 44 with 3.8 3.8. Ratings of three point eight. That's the highest. That's the highest demographic we have is three point eight <laughs> males wow. age thirty to forty four. Lowest demographic. Yeah. Females under eighteen. One. <laughs> you now, know who that? Fair, you know who that is? Their boyfriends made them watch it. Now to be fair, there are only three females under eighteen that voted, but they all gave it one. Because <laughs> you they have to have given it all one because you can't do an average and get one yeah (laughs) (laughs) if anything's over a one (laughs) that's just that's just logical now can you watch this film from youtube uh not you from uh i know you can from youtube but can you watch it from imdb as well from imdb uh i don't sometimes imdb shows the entire film too like through like crackle or something uh well can you get crackle in america i thought crackle was like a british thing Crackle is uh, yeah we get it. It has a, no. There's no watch it on it Xbox on, One. They don't have watch it on Exterminator Two. They have buy it at Amazon. Oh okay. And the and the DVD on Amazon is the Shout Factory four action packed movie marathon. Nice. And they've got it for eight forty nine instead of nine ninety nine. But I would say go to Shout Factory and get it directly from them. Don't give money to the Amazon fucking tools, unless you're going from the link from our site. In which case, get it from Amazon because we'll get like. Uh, 1% of that. Nice. Oh, great. 1% of $8? Yeah. Right. Wow. So something like that. I'm, it might be a little less. Now, if, if Shout Factory would start returning our emails and realize that we love them and we keep 
telling people to buy their DVDs, and they offered some kind of, oh, I don't know, giving us movies to review for free, then we could tell you to fuck, <laughs> fuck Amazon and don't buy anything from Amazon, and we would link strictly to, this, strictly to them. So yeah. we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. You know what? And I, just as I'm looking at Amazon, they have the Exterminator 2 video box, the 1980s clamshell video box with the oh, like, really? open, like a book, and I remember that vividly being in the video store. Well, yeah, because it yes. was an MGM. It was the one, uh, it, like you said, it opened like a book. It, MGM made those big clamshell ones. Like I had um, uh, Year of the Dragon with Mickey Rourke. I had that. I had uh, Red Dawn. Uh, I had a whole bunch of those MGM clamshells, and those were my favorite because they were they were cardboard. They weren't plastic. They were really nice. Those you know what? Shout ones. Factory. Shout Factory is the best fucking DVD distributor in the world right now. Do you know what else they have? What do they have? They have a four sci-fi movie marathon DVD set. Also, this one's like six eighty-six on 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 uh, sale on Amazon, okay. uh, or you could buy it directly from Shout Factory if you know they they would uh, acquiesce to our demands. Uh, the two four films are America three thousand, uh, the Time Guardian. Never heard of any of those. Arena. Oh wow! And the Eliminators. Both films in my montage. The fucking the one, Eliminators. The one that I used yes. to do. Fucking eliminators, yes. and also a bad movie day film that we that is, we watched. Now, Eliminators is Jim Cotta worthy. Just just the fact that Eliminators, it's the whole reason why I even saw the Exterminator was that film. Because I kept going to the video store and asking for the Eliminators, and they kept giving me the Exterminator. And that does, and, and this one has a special feature. It does not have audio commentary, but it does have for the Eliminators an interview with Andrew Prin. If I'm Rind. pronouncing that correctly. Okay. And I forget who that is from the Eliminators. I'll race you to it. Was it's he, lead uh, he was the, the cyborg guy, right? Not a cyborg. Let's get it right. Oh, no, not cyborg. Man Mandroid. Mandroid. He's the Mandroid, yeah. Harry Fon No wait. No, he wasn't. That was he was Harry Fontana. Andrew Prun. Harry Fontana? He's the he's the act yeah, he's the um what the hell is he, else has he been in? Oh, I don't know. Off the top a of my ton head. Of shit. But you you recognize him. He no, he's the guy that flies the plane in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Old school. I can't think of something that I could say, oh, he's this from this, but he's in tons of stuff. I can't I I don't see anything that I, I would just off the top of my head say you'd recognize him from this. Andrew Prine. Uh, it's probably Prine, actually. Is it Prine? Prine? Prob probably. Prune? I'm looking at probably, it. Probably Prune. Prune, huh? He, yeah, he, he, he's a veteran actor from the 50s, so... He was in Weird Science, the TV series. He was in a lot of TV series. He was in Convoy, the TV series. Oh, was he? He was, like, in every TV series they did in the 70s and 80s. V including V, the final battle, the original V... Yeah, he was in everything. Freddy's Nightmares TV show, Matlock. He's fucking. If there was a DVD, if there was a TV so series, he was in it. Yeah, tell but me I can't about think, it. Jesus Christ. I can't, I can't think of a film. He's just one of those guys that's in everything. I, but I can't think of a film that you could actually say, like, "Hey, look." Stands out. Yeah. He's just alive? one of those guys. Just, just busy as shit. Uh, yes, he is. Wow. Born 1936. Still actoring. Still acting. He was in the Lords of Salem. He's fucking 88 years old. 
He was in the Lords of fucking Salem. Oh my Re- god, I'm so sorry. Reverend Jonathan Hawthorne. Oh, did you see the Lords of Salem yet? No. What a colossal piece of shit. What an amazing. And I am open-minded on my horror films, and I am a fan of Rob uh, Zombie. Yeah. Of Rob Zombie. Yeah. This this is gonna make you not like Rob Zombie anymore, or at least wonder what the fuck's going through his head. Oh shit. You know what? All right. You started off. He started slipping with the Halloween sequel. The first one was kind of cool and original. Halloween sequel. All right. Now you suddenly think you're a real director. Let's tone it back a bit and just do the exploitation like you should be. Uh, you know what and, he. You but, know what he should have done. He should have taken the thirty million dollars that they were going to give him, and he should have made that Blob film. That's what he yeah. should have done. Right. I don't know what happened to the Blob film. Yeah. Something something obviously did, uh, maybe creative differences, who knows. But he should have taken the money for that, and he should have made that movie. Because that movie probably would have it would have been better than Lords of Salem, I can fucking guarantee it. I'm tired of this yeah. witch bullshit. Oh, you know, it, dude, you will, you will hate it. You will hate it. Uh, and my, yet my another basic- fucking movie he puts his wife in. I mean, you know, at least Tim Burton, at least Helena Bonham Carter, Carter can act. Seriously, yeah, enough with and, putting your wife in your movie. She's she's fucking terrible. When you when you hit like the halfway point, you kind of realize with Lords of Salem was like, okay, so she's the reason you made this film. And uh, my only review for Lords of Salem is, what the fuck was that? That's 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 all you're gonna think when you see at the end of it is what the fuck. Again, I. I've watched some weird films. I understand art house. I understand trying to do it. And I understand someone just masturbating into a fucking camera for two hours. And I would have preferred watching that to whatever the fuck Lords of Salem was. Right. Oh, speaking of watching pieces, colossal pieces of shit, before you challenge me to uh, whatever you're right. going to challenge me to, uh-huh. uh, one of my coworkers quoted Wild Wild West the other day. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I didn't know that until I asked him, what are you quoting? And he said, Wild Wild West. I said, well, why would you quote that? You should have told me the quotes, and I just would have seen if I would have got it. I, You wouldn't have. I, I still don't. I still I, 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 you I know, told him, you know what? I, what I did is I told him, I said, you know what? It's been so long. It's been like decades. It, I'll, it's, I'll, maybe I should go back and give the film a second shot. It's really popular amongst the 20-something crowd, like the late 20-something crowd. I don't know why. Because because they saw Such it when they were like five. Such a bad fucking movie. That well, my nephew loves the film. He How absolutely old he saw it? he's twenty seven. He How absolutely. Old? That was my question. How old was well, he when he saw it? When did it come out? Ninety six. No idea. Something like that. He was probably twelve. I rest my case. Yeah, this that's that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. No, and he yeah, this is my coworker, he's like twenty something. So. Uh, I, I told him, so, you know, it's been it's been a couple decades, whatever. I'll go back. I'll give it a second shot. Maybe I was too harsh in my judgment. I was not. <laughs> it's 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 still a very bad movie, and it's this is from awful. somebody. And I again, I'm the I'm the person that 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 defends the Lone Ranger from all the negative critics. That you know, it was, you know, that they totally missed the point. It was supposed to be fun, this and that. And 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 as I get older, I'm trying to be a little bit more. Uh, a little bit more accepting of films that aren't trying to be something special and just yeah. trying to be entertaining. Uh, no, it's still a just huge piece of shit. I can't see Kevin Klein or Will Smith looking back at any point and actually saying, yeah, I'm glad I was a part of that. No. <laughs> and if I remember correctly, it cost a lot of money to make and it did, and it bombed. 
big It was time. a huge, yeah, it was one of those huge, and Western, he, I mean, at least bombed uh, domestically. Maybe it's just look, me, but when you're making, when you're making a film that is obviously geared towards children, you may want to tone down the death, violence, sexual innuendo, and racism in the film. Just a little. Just a little. Just a tad. Now, Westerns notoriously... It got me to thinking that Westerns really don't do well in America after a certain point. They really don't. No. Americans... I mean, I think think, uh, before the Django remake... Which well, was even, brilliant. Even even Clint Eastwood's uh, Unforgiven, it may I think that made a hundred million dollars, but it took for fucking ever to do it. It was in and the theater a really Oscar. yeah yeah, and it got Oscar buzz and it. But That's that was in nineteen ninety two, and the last film that did any kind of real money, western wise. Young Guns. It, not even Young Guns. It was no young. Young Guns did enough. They made a sequel. That yeah. was a popular movie. That was a f- summer of su- fucking sequels. We talked about that. Nineteen ninety. You, yeah. You lost track how many sequels they had in nineteen ninety. Young Guns actually was popular. People liked Young Guns. Um. Now since then, I think almost every up until Django, any western has come out and has really just not been treated well or not been received well. One of the two. Mm-hmm. Or, or both. And I think the only reason Django succeeded was because it, he really knew how to strike that seriousness uh, and not try to paint it as a family film. That, I think it's the one thing that, that hurt Lone Ranger. But actually, that doesn't, because the last Lone Ranger film tried to be serious and it hurt that one. So you, you were just, you're just fucked either way if you try to make a Western in this country. Yeah. Which is uh, odd wh- because we, we created it. Or we made it, we didn't create it, we made it, we made it what it was. Mm-hmm. We made it look good. Wild Wild West... Made 113 million dollars domestically, made 108 million dollars foreign for a total of 222 million. But get this: in 1999, it cost 170 million dollars. That movie could be made for 10 now. Well, because of the computer graphics, it's, yeah. it's so advanced now. But mm-hmm. 170 million dollars in 1999. And they had it's the only, trains, and they had a lot only, of moving stuff. It's only six years removed from Jurassic Park, which didn't cost anywhere near that. I think Jurassic Park cost like sixty-five or seventy million. Because they didn't have any trains. <laughs> they, they didn't have any trains. They weren't period costume. Period costume cost money. Big coin. Didn't the Lone Ranger cost like three hundred million? The Lone Ranger. Have you seen it yet? I haven't. I have. Lone Ranger was fucking awesome. I loved it. I, I've, I've watched it since I saw it in the theater. I'm glad. I'm so happy that I said to myself, I want to see this in the theater because it was like, the it was very seldom anymore do I watch a film in a theater and I'm like, wow, that was a theater experience. I'm glad I saw it here. The Lone Ranger was that experience. It was a fun movie. Every review I've seen about it that didn't like it has to lie in order to say how bad it is. It has to lie mm-hmm. about what was in it it has to lie about understanding what it was doing. Uh, it's just, it's one of those films. As everybody decided, we're going to shit on this film. They all got together and said, this is the film we're going to kick in the nuts to right. show that we're not biased to Hollywood. $215 million 
make 260 then, worldwide. It only made 89 million here in in the states. I guarantee you every critic that gave that's, that's Lone really Ranger bad. a bad review gave I guarantee every single one that gave a, a, a good a negative review to Lone to the Lone Ranger raved about Magnolia. <laughs> I guarantee. On. I guarantee every one of them. Oh, Magnolia is brilliant. This is like a genius film. They're two completely different films. I'm talking about the whole, the concept of shitting on a film that's good and, or and raising a film that's mediocre. I really liked Magnolia. I don't know why you hate it so much. It because it's not a good movie. <laughs> it is a good movie. No, Boogie Nights was a good movie. Magnolia yeah. was. Again, this is what happens. Guy makes a, a a a decent budget blockbuster hit that everyone loves critics love it academy loves it audiences love it and then hollywood says hey here's here are the reins do whatever the fuck you want and he does and then everyone's afraid to say maybe we should have like reined this guy in a bit because this is just fucking ridiculous he uh if if magnolia you know what hold on he um he's done nothing but great films I disagree. Magnolia, for example. Well, wow. wow, what's up? What's up with Box Office Mojo? Jesus Christ! Oh, fucking. He also did uh, There Will Be Blood. That was a great fucking movie. I haven't I haven't seen it. Really? You should see that yeah. one. That one's yeah, good. Yeah, I'll get around to it. Punch Drug Love was okay. I like Punch Drug Love. I need to watch that again. I need to give that one another shot. Because I, I watched it and remembered not liking it. I The only reason I didn't like it when I watched it because is because uh, due to my own uh, um, anger management issues, I, I was hoping for the end to be like a bloodbath. <laughs> so oh. when, when it wasn't, I was depressed. But then I went back <laughs> and gave it a second chance, and I really enjoyed the film. It was very touching, I, I thought. Okay. So. You know what movie I do need to watch? I need to watch the film The Master that he did. I, I hear, never got around to that, yeah. I hear uh, Joaquin Phoenix's performance in there is just fucking through the roof. And Philip Seymour Hoffman is supposedly... Oh, yeah. Ama- I mean, not supposedly. He's always amazing. But I, I just hear, as a film, as a whole, just a great movie experience. I just read that everywhere. Specifically, Joaquin Phoenix. Uh-huh. They felt he was snubbed for Best Actor. Who won in 2012? I don't know. Oh shit! I don't even remember. I don't know. So, that's your job. It's all, it's all a fucking blur. It'll it'll come back to me. Yeah. No, Magno- once, Magnolia. Once my kids we'll... are old enough to not, uh, you know, break. Let's let's get fucking the, cribs. Let's, let's get this straight. Magnolia is not a bad movie, but it's an overrated film, that an overhyped film, that tried to be more than it was. Uh, I'll agree with you that it, it, it's it's overhyped. I enjoyed it. I still enjoy the film. Um, I think it is put on a pedestal more than it should be. But I, I still felt it was an enjoyable movie. Eh. I liked a lot of the performances from a lot of the actors in the movie. I, I um, don't enjoy I don't, I don't enjoy anything for three hours. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. Nothing? No, there's, there, there, there's nothing. Almost nothing. Very few things. Almost. No, because that, that's 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 too much of anything in a row without at least an intermission or a break or something like that. And especially when you're doing multiple narratives, if you're doing multiple narratives, 
How about just doing a couple different films? You could do two. You could. He could have done two movies. He could have done the the plot lines in that film could have been separated into three totally different films, and all of them would have been good movies. But instead, he had to mash them all together and try to make some kind of connection through Forty Fortiana, which he didn't pull off. I'm sorry. As a binding theme, it was bullshit. Just all of a sudden, at the end, it rains frogs. What the fuck? No. <laughs> No, I saw where he, I saw the foreshadowing. I get where he was going to get there. It doesn't have anything to do with the film. It's when was the last stupid. time? When was the last time you saw Magnolia? Beginning then. When it came out. When it came out. See now, that's almost. It's like sixteen years ago, fifteen uh, fifteen years ago at this point. Too long. Maybe it's another film you need to watch again. All oh, right, like Wild Wild West. I think you'll have a better experience yeah. with Magnolia than watching Wild West. I don't think so. Because you know I, why? I, I, I do. I, I remember more about this film than I did about Wild Wild West. <laughs> uh, I think this is a film you probably need to, to revisit. I No, no. I, I, but again, like I'm saying, there were part. I mean, all the, the actors were great. There were great scenes. I'm not, again, the guy's a good filmmaker. The guy's a good writer. The problem is this film just... He... He made an epic. He made his epic. Well, yeah. Yeah, it and it shouldn't have been. It shouldn't have been. No. And if you uh, notice, uh, all of the films that he's made after Magnolia, uh, they're most of them aren't more than two hours. And, and I and none of them are. I mean, I think uh, there will be blood. Maybe is epic on some scale, but not on the scale of, of cinematography. Like, yeah. Uh, time but, wise, but, I I don't think that movie is longer than two hours. Two hours, maybe right. ten minutes. But it, Epic isn't just the time. It's it's also like the yeah. scope you're trying to cover with the film. I well, really think Magnolia. Yeah, so I, I think Magnolia was definitely like him. He that was his, that was his Peter Jackson. Yeah. And maybe and maybe after he did it, I, I would like to think I I I don't I haven't read any interviews with him or about it, but going backwards, but I'd like to think there's afterwards he kind of looked back and said, you know, maybe I got a little out of hand there. There will be blood. I'm wrong. It's two hours and thirty-eight minutes. Right. But that was also that was also like it was Daniel Day Lewis. Uh, and you know, it's he, historical. He wrote, I mean, it's historical. Uh, and then, of course, huge Oscar favorite and all that shit. Daniel Day Lewis won an Oscar for it. Yeah, I think that's the longest film he's done since Magnolia, though. Yeah, I, I don't think I'll be revisiting Magnolia. Thank you very much. Hmm. I I really think that's out of the out, out of the uh, and th- at least the, thank God the one thing Hollywood you you know that it was overhyped and everybody got too far behind it. They were afraid to say anything because it didn't win any Oscars. It was nominated, but it didn't win. No. Neither. And and I I think the fact that like that everybody's golden boy from Boogie Nights that right. it didn't win even like best fucking writing or anything i think everybody kind of knew yeah you know what we let that yeah. one get out of it it was like the matrix 2 you know what i'm saying right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, i'm sorry the matrix everything after the first matrix let's <laughs> underline that a bit it's like peter everything peter jackson's done after lord of the rings what's this trailer for uh brad pitt he's got a new movie called fury oh it's a war movie never mind Oh, um, and one more thing, um, uh, movie uh, movie news wise that we have to talk about very briefly. Yeah. Uh, have, did you see the whole thing about the uh, that new Seth Rogen film? 
Uh, it, the one where he's making a film about The Room? No, no. Seth Rogen and James Franco he's... are in a film. Seth Rogen and James Franco are in a film called uh, The Interview. There's trailers for it out now. And in it, they play uh, a, a talk show host and his producer who are invited to North Korea to interview Kim Jong-un. Oh, and, <laughs> and the CIA asks them to assassinate him while they're there. Oh, God. Of course. And Why not? Right. And so uh, apparently uh, Kim Jong-un has uh, said that he's pretty much threatened America if we release the film. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, he hasn't mentioned it by name, and then there's like there's a it's weird. Everything coming out out of, Nor- out of out of North Korea is kind of just like filtered and bizarre because there was an unofficial spokesperson, which I don't understand how you're an unofficial spokesperson because then you're not a spokesperson if you're not official. You're right. just somebody talking. But apparently, the unofficial spokesperson has 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 said that he's threatening he's threatening retaliation if America allows the film to be released. God. Now this isn't the first time. Don't forget. South Park, the movie, and Saddam Hussein, he wasn't happy either. And uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone went on to become annoying and just fade away. So now Seth Rogen and Jim Franco's chance to do the same thing. I, I, now, I don't think there'd be any. Now, what? the book, it's interesting you brought that up because the book based on the film The Room by the one actor that was in it. Which I still haven't gotten. I, I keep, Seth I keep Rogen is optioning that for a movie. That's awesome. Yeah. So I don't know if he'll fade away if that movie gets made. I think that movie has such a cult status, and if done right, I think that's that that's an uh, interesting film to watch. Oh, I, I didn't actually, and I, I wasn't. I didn't mean to slam Seth Rogen. And I wasn't saying like this is like you know. So I wasn't criticizing Seth Rogen and James Franco for the film. It looks right. fun. I want to see it. I was just pointing out that this isn't the first bloodthirsty dictator who's threatened filmmakers because they brutalized oh, okay. them in a film. That's all I was saying. I I probably came off. Sure. Didn't Saddam also uh, go nuts with the uh, Hot Shots films too? Hot Shots? I don't know. Yeah, because they, know. they they made fun of uh, Saddam Hussein in that as well. Yeah, but they didn't have him waving dildos around. Well, yeah. Fucking Satan. Yeah. Hey, Satan, fuck me in the ass. Yeah, Saddam Hussein was, was in uh, Big Lebowski, <coughs> too. I, that, that didn't make any waves, but... That was I, 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 I think South Park, the movie, kind of pushed his buttons a little bit there with the whole... It's just a little. Just a little more than, than maybe Big Lebowski. All right, let's, uh, let's get to your movie challenge. Yes, sir. Now, I was thinking... I could do an actor connection, uh, and again, I'm going to name three films. You can you have your pick, if you feel oh. that it's better for the show. I was thinking Coming to America, because the the one black actor BJ uh, uh, BG, he's in that. He plays the landlord. I just you know, figured, oh, that, that's just a straight up you know actor connection. And, and you and, know I'm not a big fan of, of doing comedies. Right. So, so then I was thinking. All right, the film has this, uh, you know, uh, video vigilante feel to it. Uh, It just seemed like it was shot with a camcorder. And the only film that I kept thinking about, like, around the same time period, was No Retreat, No Surrender with uh, a cameo from Jean-Claude Van Damme. And do you remember that film? Uh, I I was never into those fighting films that time period so no very big the main character I, I, in the film is trained by the ghost of bruce lee he's so fucking bad 
And do they do that with a, a Bruce Lee impersonator or with yes. Chris from the Okay. Bruce Lee impersonator. All right. So I, I, va- I not vaguely, I, I specifically remember there's a scene where he's uh, kicking this, uh, this um, uh, punching bag, bag. punching yeah. bag, and it's already ripped. Well, if he's kicking it, it's a kicking bag. Let's be fair. Well, it's a punching bag that he's kicking. Okay. Well, that, but, it's, but it's already ripped and they have it set the camera in such an angle so that you don't see the rip. So when he kicks it, he's supposed to kick it with such great force. Like, he's so good now that he rips it, but you can totally see the rip before he kicks it. It's scenes like that that make the film a gem, I think. And then finally, the film that I... uh, My actual challenge, because of the breakdancing, because of the music, the only thing I kept thinking is breaking to Electric Boogaloo. That's all I kept thinking. And I was, you know what? I was kind of hoping you would. Because I think yeah. it's, I think, I think it, that's a film that we should have reviewed on this show. By now, yeah. Now, now, now here's my question, though. Yeah. Are we just going to do Break Into Electric Boogaloo? Or I was should gonna, we do both? I was going to bypass the original completely. Because I think it takes itself a little too seriously. Whereas the second one, you don't know if it's a comedy you don't know if it's trying to be serious. It is just a mix mash of shit. All right, let me say, let me say <clears> this. Even though we're only officially doing the sequel, should we brush up on the first? I myself have never seen the first one. Me neither. Because because the first one didn't have Electric Boogaloo in the title. <laughs> so I to was this never attracted day, to it. I still use Electric Boogaloo after I say two. You know? Oh yeah, how can you not? It's it's a uh, it's classic. But I, I, I'm, I'm just saying, I myself will be probably visiting the original for the first time right. before. If you're gonna do that, I'll do it too. And I'll tell you. And right you know now, what? We I, got we got plenty of time to do it because next Thursday I'm on vacation. I'm away for an entire week, so well, I won't be available. And it's Fourth of July weekend as well, so we got two weeks to review the movie. Oh shit! We have three weeks. We have three weeks because I'll be out of town the week after. So we got plenty of time. Ooh, yeah. Okay. That's a, that's a long break after we just had a long break. Yes, it is. But, but all right, maybe we'll figure something out. I don't know. Figure something. We, we can try to. We'll squeeze something in somewhere else. We'll figure something out. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Sounds good. Okay. All right. So, we should wrap this up. Yeah, we probably should just wrap it up. Yes. All right. So, that's uh, our review for The Exterminator 2. Actually you, actually, you don't find it if you put The Exterminator 2. You have to put just no. Exterminator 2. I meant to mention that. If the, the first film is The Exterminator. The second film is just Exterminator 2. They drop the V. Yeah, and it makes it difficult to find. Yeah. You've been listening to The Movie Subtastic. That's episode right. Episode 140-something. With your host, The S. Michael Wilson, and The J.F. Um, <clears throat> so. Whoa. Whoa, you got an F in there now? I've always had an F in there. We we're doing the F thing with you? Look at the logo of the show. It's been there okay. for like five years. Never noticed. I thought I was the only initial in the show. Never mind. Listen to episode one. It's the first thing we say. Wow. You know, welcome to Movie Sultastic. Uh, this is S. Michael Wilson, uh, J.F. Guido. But you can go with Scott and Joey. You can just drop the, uh, you know... Uh, Hold on, horse urination. Horse urination. (laughs) 
Uh, all right, friends. Uh, go to our website at moviesucktastic.com. I have to remember to renew the site or else you won't be able to go to it. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, you can download all our shows there. You can go to iTunes as well. You can download the shows there. You can review them. You can rate us. Or, you can all, or, 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 or you can go to the Google Play if you have an Android tablet or phone and download the Movie Sucktastic app and listen to the podcast there. Thank you, sir. I was getting to that, but thank you for Sorry. chiming in. No, it's fine. It's fine. It seemed like a good spot for it. That's it all. was a good spot for it. Um, you can go to livestream.com slash moviesucktastic and you can watch the show live. You can do that on our website as well. You can go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash moviesucktastic. You can go to our Tumblr page at moviesucktastic.tumblr.com. You can also email us at themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. Leave us voicemail at 914... 914? Wow, I just threw a New York number in there. Uh, 908-514-4470. And you can do a search for us in your favorite search engine. Just do a search for Movie Sucktastic and you will find everything we just talked about. Yeah. And I should do it. Definitely. All right, everybody. Remember, Movie Sucktastic app. Download it. Yes, it's free. You can't beat it. It's great. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.